0: Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. I'm going to lay out a little foundation, and then I'm just going to... Brad and I are going to do a tag team. We rehearse this late into the night and early into the morning... Actually, we never saw each other this morning. But because I've known, you know, you can you can get a certain amount of trust. Uh, One of the ways I knew that I had the gift of pastor in my life was I heard uh, my mentor preaching one time, and he said something like this: He said, "The apostle has a difficult time with the prophet." And the prophet doesn't trust the apostolic or the pastor. The evangelist has trouble with the prophetic. He goes through this whole thing, and then he says, the pastor trusts none of them. And I went, hey, that's me. But I think we have had enough time in the church without all the gifts functioning it's time for a change it's time for the gifts that god has given to the church to um be restored released whatever the right word is for it he didn't leave one of us out so i want to lay out a little foundation this morning about gifts and uh the title of my message is Jars of Clay. We're going to look at these gifts. They're tremendous, tremendously wonderful, powerful gifts. It says that we have these treasures in earthen vessels. I love that, by the way. I'm sure Larissa put a lot of research and time into putting that together for me. I told her some time back that... Vic always gets the really good ones, you know, and mine are so, so, so. I said, I can tell that you love Vic more. <laughs> so she, she really went through the extra mile for this one this morning. And again, that's uh, my humor. There's only one person that, that's in here that appreciates it, so I, I'm glad of that. But in Romans 8, chapter 12, 6 through 8, it, it lays out different aspects of gifts of the Spirit prophecy, serving, teaching, exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy. We find that in, in these scriptures of Romans 12 through 8. Once again, God has chosen these beautiful gifts prophecy serving as a gift I mean some people can help some people can do things but there's you run into some people they're just like I just I just serve I love to serve it's what feeds me it emanates from them they just serve that's a gift There's others that are that are teachers They just you just sit down with them a little bit and you walk away going, Wow, that was enlightening. Exhortation, giving, leadership, mercy. It says that he gives these gifts to men, he places them in this jar of clay, this earthen vessel, and you house them. And it says, can be varied. It can be several gifts, however he chooses. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10, in the New Living Translation, it also talks about word of wisdom, word of knowledge, faith gifts of healing, miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits or between uh, spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues, And in 1 Peter 4 chapter 10 it says God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. And then it says we then use them to serve each other. To love one another. To build one another up. The body of Christ building itself up in love. I think the day of The person that wants to be noted for their gift is over. I think the day of the gift, it says a gift makes room for the man. Now, that's referring to, you know, a bribe, by the way. That's referring to you go before a king and you got a good enough gift and you give that gift to the king and there will be. A good chance you'll get an audience with the king. That's what that scripture refers to. We have a different kingdom than that. Our kingdom says, I'm going to give you these gifts, and you do with them as you choose in that jar of clay that you're, you're housing that in. Now these jars of clay, they come with blemishes. Let's be honest. I don't understand it. Why did God choose to take these tremendously powerful, wonderful, loving, changing, life changing gifts and put them in vessels full of issues? Huh? full of shortcomings, full of problems. My, my vessel this morning made a person behind me angry. Apparently, I wasn't watching when I pulled out a three bears because all of a sudden a set of headlights was behind me and they were going on and off, on and off, on and off. And I was doing the very thing that I don't like people to do, pull out and go slow. And yet God chose this vessel and he says, I'm going to put some glorious things in this vessel. (laughs) The vessel is not what counts in the long run. In fact, we're going to shed this mortal coil. It's unredeemable, folks. I'm sorry. Some of you are pretty handsome and some of you are pretty good looking. But it's still going to get left behind. We do everything we can to make it good. We take care of ourselves. We use good personal hygiene, which is a good idea. We, uh, you know, comb our hair up real good so that it's not messy. We do different things. And that's a good thing. But the vessel is not what's important, it's what's in the vessel that's important, that's of value, that's eternal. The vessel itself is not eternal what's in it is the vessel itself won't produce it says the natural man cannot produce what's necessary in the kingdom of god but the gift in that natural person can i don't know why god chose but to do it that way but he delights in especially i think some flawed vessels now, you know who they are. Right here in this room, you've got somebody in your mind. You say, well, that's a flawed vessel. <laughs> that's where we get the term, he's a crackpot. <laughs> well, guess what? When you were thinking of that person, God had you in mind. He says, you know, that guy's a crackpot. That vessel is really flawed. I am going to show my power and my grace and my very being, and I'm going to manifest it through that vessel that appears to be so flawed. God delights in that. I don't understand it. I want to read this last scripture, and then I want Brad to come up, and we're just going to see where this goes from here. Uh, well, two more scriptures, Brad. In 2 Corinthians chapter four, verses seven through 12, it's, "Did we find it in the message?" Okay. It says, if you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. That's what I'm referring to. You know, if you just look at me, you know, eh. you look at some of us, you know, we're like, ooh. Yeah, you're the closest at hand, Brad. <laughs> I've known Brad a long time. He's a flawed character. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He's just, he's like, yeah, here's my flaws. I've done everything I can when the, the flaws in jars oftentimes in the old days, they would fill them with wax and then polish them up so that you wouldn't know you had a a flaw in the, in the jar, in the vessel. And uh, Brad, I like, doesn't do that. He's like, meh a big crack. I don't know. He's honest. Uh, Can we go back a little bit one more time? If you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. We carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. As it is, there's not much of a chance of that. The church world has spent too much time on trying to make the natural man spiritual. It's going to change. The natural man cannot become spiritual. The church world has made too many efforts into we all look good, we all carry the Bible the right way. I remember as a young Christian, I had a great big Bible. I loved it. It was bigger than this. It's huge. And I remember these spiritual giants, older brothers and sisters in the Lord. I think they were like six months old in the Lord. I was only a month old in the Lord, and I was like, oh, man, they know everything. And I heard him coming, and I was just sitting there doing nothing. And I heard him coming, and I went, oh, and I grabbed my Bible, and I opened it up because I wanted this natural man to look spiritual. And I'm sitting there like I'm really in the Word, and they pass by, and they go, hey, brother, how are you? Good. And they get by, and I look down, and I got it upside down. I'm trying to make my natural man spiritual instead of understanding the power of God. The power of God is he wants to work through your natural man. He wants to work through your jar of clay, your vessel, housing the things of God. A couple of things that I want to lead into and then have Brad come up and we'll see where it goes from there. He'll come up and read all our mail. Um. This next few weeks are going to be pretty exciting. Talks about some of the gifts in the Bible, as far as in Ephesians 4, it says uh, Jesus descended and he ascended on high. And when he ascended, he gave gifts unto men. Of those, he gave the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher. In a lot of realms, it's known as the fivefold ministry. I've watched our brother Vic for a long time. In fact, God spoke to me years ago. We were eating dinner at their home, his his parents' home, and uh, just casually having dinner. I was watching Vic and how he interacted. He's a good guy. You know, he's always picking things off off your clothes and cleaning you up. I mean, he takes good care of me, you know. He wants me to look good. Anyway, I'm just watching him, not thinking anything about it, and God says to me, he's a pastor in my body. Just like that. And I went, wow. Well, I'm learning to just let God unfold what he wants to unfold, you know, instead of jumping ahead of him. And uh, the time has come, I believe, in our church. So next Sunday we're going to be having an ordination service where we recognize the gift in our brother Vic um, and ordaining him as a pastor in our church. Lord knows. And you all know I need help. He has been serving in that capacity for a long time. It's one of my personal things is when you recognize and ordain someone, it doesn't come as a surprise to people. They're more thinking like, oh, really? I thought he was. So we've got that next Sunday. It's going to be an exciting time for our church, a real shifting time in our church, adding... uh, A pastor recognizing the gift, it's not a staff position. There's not a gift in the body of Christ that's a staff position. I just want to make that clear. A staff position is just like any other position. you got a job to do. A gift is a gift, and it works wherever the demand is put on it. I think the gift works best when the demand is put on it. Following that, next Sunday, going to be a great time come prepared for a real wonderful outpouring of joy in our church next Sunday. And then following that will be Palm Sunday, and he will preach his first message as an ordained pastor. And I'm looking forward to that. I mean, he does some pretty dynamite stuff. His messages are really good. I'd rather listen to his message than my own. And uh, in fact, he'll preach a message and I'll steal some of it and prep, prepare it and make it look like it's mine later on. Um, following that is Easter Sunday. Resurrection will be the focus of that. With the following Sunday, Baptism Sunday, and we've got a number of folks that want to be baptized, and that's again going to just be a wonderful time of, of uh, a baptism time. We feel that the water outside will be warm enough to drill. You know, we'll have our tank here and it'll be warm water. We're going to have a wonderful time. I'm excited. All of those that want to be baptized and that are planning on it, we will have a time with you to sit down and discuss and really lay out to you what baptism means and the resurrected life means. So we'll be doing that before, at some point in time, before the baptism. Um, So the next few weeks are going to be pretty exciting, and I believe today is really what do you call that? The pivotal point of that. So, you got anything? Come on up. Yeah. Let's see what happens from here. This could get fun.
1: Are you going to stand next to me while I preach?
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm going to keep an eye on you. You're a prophet. <laughs> hey, I really do want to say this about this guy. How long have we known each other?
1: Uh, 40 or more years.
0: I'm not even that
1: old. (laughs) You know, he did stick to the two scriptures. Usually uh, pastors, they uh, lie when they say, I'm going to give two, and then, well, just one more, and now I'm going to close. And then, oh, two more scriptures. Anyway.
0: Anyway, You didn't lie there. I love this man and his family. How many know Brad and his family? I know some of you do. Let's give him a clap.
1: Thank you. I love you too.
0: I love this vessel, but I love the gift that comes and emanates that he allows to come out and love the body
1: of Christ with. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Amen.
0: Do you, do you want to uh, say
1: Yeah. Please <laughs> Now, with this change in this ordination, um, you're going to blow up apostolically and function uh, much much more you and your wife and the apostle-prophet combination, Jim Durkin could get you in stitches and then give you the word and then you're dead, you know, it's like, anyway, I don't know, does anybody know Jim Durkin? I, I know, who, who else? Okay, he was our apostle. Apostle. And Daisy was the prophet, and Otto Bass was also the prophet. Basically, well, how was it? Last year I called him, and I talked more with Joyce, but I talked with Otto, and then he finally goes, oh, I recognize your voice. And he said, here, I'll give you over to Joyce. And I didn't talk to him too much, but I I was glad I did. Kind of check in. And uh, honor, the, honor the past so we can get on with the future. Now, I was wondering, uh, it, when you did the Bible thing, Robert, were you there when he did that? <laughs> the Bible thing, you know, upside-down Bible thing. Yeah. Well, I suspected, but... <laughs> I want to honor Liz... This feels like family, and it because it is family. Liz, Liz played at my wedding. I actually visited Liz in Russia, and was in her home, and just an honor to to know you all these years. Bless you. And then my, my two kids over here. Uh, Matt and Lonnie you know when Heaven lost their worship leader I thought well I lost my worship leader too (laughs) Lonnie was part of our worship, Matt and Lonnie were part of our worship team and her and my daughter Sarah are like two peas in a pod and uh, uh, flow really wonderfully and you see I appreciate when the atmosphere changes, and when Lonnie plays her the first note in the first thing she sings, it's like a breakthrough and so I appreciate that, although it's a it's lost it's like I'm going, "Oh, I miss this you guys you, you guys really need to appreciate it because it's it's an awesome um Thing that the Lord's given you thing um, so I was when uh, Mark uh, Mark went to the the pastoral gifts that are appreciated in the body you know the, the serving gifts and the <laughs> And so I' going, "Oh, I hope he doesn't read my scripture. You almost did All right, so let's just get into it i I feel like uh Bobby Connor said that he he felt when he we did a conference with him, and he said, "I feel like a mosquito in a nudist camp. <laughs> so many options he goes. Don't think about that very long. <laughs> so don't think about that too long. <laughs> I was, a, you know, my friend said that, that I usually just say what people think. <laughs> now concerning, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Ignorant. And then now this I'm going to skip down so I don't read the whole thing but now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit and there are diversities of ministrations but the same Lord and there are um, diversities of workings of the bible New New Testament. 1 Corinthians 12. (laughs) If you didn't know that, I feel really bad about you. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Okay, where was I? Now, diversities of workings. But the same God who works in all things. But to each one is given the manifestation of the Spirit. Say that. Manifestation Manifestation. of the Spirit Spirit. has been given to me. For to one is given the Spirit of wisdom and another knowledge. I think you read that, didn't you? Um, According to the same Spirit. To another, faith in the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing in the one Spirit. And to another, workings of miracles. Into to another prophecy, and to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, and to another the d- interpretation of tongues. But all these work, the one and the same spirit, dividing to each one severally, severally as he will. And it goes on to be, talk about the body. And I was thinking about <coughs> God is, chosen to give more abundant honor to the uncomely parts and uh, Mark and I were we're saying you know well earthen vessels or uncomely parts and and we we're saying that's us <clears throat> now these gifts so it's saying that these gifts work in the body and and I'm saying that we need to start concentrating on the greater gifts: the gift of miracles. the gift of miracles. How much are we seeing that working in, in our midst, with God working us with us, signs and wonders and miracles? And so, let's start at the beginning of the spiritual gifts, which is tongues and the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the speaking with tongues. That, to me, is like the pony motor of the D8. Now, we have, I've spent thousands of hours operating heavy equipment in our family gold mine my in laws and I I worked twenty years there and the pony motor it can be two it can be we mostly had gas engines which how many know what I'm talking about a pony motor you know I just got done with being at this conference for three or four days and I'm a little bit tipsy okay so I, I hope it rubs off and spills on, out on you and you get a little bit full of the new wine and so because it, it'll be much easier for me to preach if you're drunk too. <clears throat> and so we might, be, we might actually do something different <laughs> than just same old, same old. And, and don't, you know, don't get worried. I don't know what that is. Um, that's somewhat up to you. But, uh, so tongues is the pony motor. And we were talking about uh, a secretariat at the, c- at the, they were talking about secretariat and the triple crown winner and, and we were doing the triple crown conference and, and then uh, they even showed a clip in the in the the film that was made about that. And and this guy yelled out, you know, to the guy, don't fall off the horse. <laughs> you know, his, his secretariat was winning by 30 lengths, you know. That would be terrible to be ahead. And all of a sudden, he falls off the horse, you know. Um, <clears throat> and so that's that's talking about finishing well. So don't fall off off the horse. So I, my tie-in, you're wondering, the tie-in is the pony motor, the pony, mo- the pony motor. Did you get it? Man, Got talking to a sharp group here. Um, so, so I was thinking about that, you know, and I've used this analogy You can have the pony motor, but that's still not connected to start the big motor. And I was thinking that. It says, I'm glad that I speak in tongues more than you all. How many of us speak in tongues more than you all? Apparently he was from the south. He said he speak in tongues more than y'all. It's right in the Bible. And to me, that's a challenge because if I said I spoke in tongues more than y'all, I probably am lying. But it's, it's, it's something that I can uh, uh, go for, right? Because if, if I know that I speak in tongues, and that's the pony motor to start the big motor... The, the beginning of it, then uh, prophecy says desire to prophesy more than to speak in tongues in, a, in the public setting because it would edify you if you, if, if you knew what I was talking about. It would edify you if you knew what God was talking about. It, it, it's, it's giving that God's perspective and that's when you reach down you got the pony motor going and then you prophesy and, and what you do is you, there's this gear thing and you throw it down and the pony motor connects with the big motor and then the whole thing starts now that's the rest of the gifts. Come on now, this is good. <laughs> it's encouraging. We can we we can be involved. I and and the thing is, I don't think we get to the bit, bit better gifts a lot of times. When when the, when you throw the when you throw that thing down, that little pony motor and the clutch and everything it, it begins to start that big old diesel. And if everything else is working, then it fires up, and it's really powerful. That, to me, would be the working of miracles. The, and so how do we get there? I got up, and I... And I felt like, well, I'm not going to have to mess mu- much with the worship team because I know I don't get to know you, but I know these I know these kids. And, but the thing is, I got up to step out of my comfort zone to prophesy. Because I know a truth. I know that God said, Don't look at the army anymore as dry bones. Look at the army as being the army an exceeding great army. And I looked out and it really applied to this valley. When they said, I looked, and Ezekiel looked over the dry valley, he looked over the valley and he saw the dry bones. And he began to prophesy and creates something that was in the Spirit. Prophesy to the Spirit. Have you ever prophesied to the Spirit? Well, why not? It's in the Bible. See, the thing is, you need to hear the different gifts and the different perspective. And some of us walk in this space realm we 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 walk in metaphors, and you know what's a metaphor? <laughs> that was a joke. I don't even hardly know what that means um, it 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 means that there's something spiritual going on that you can't see, and you need some kind of a analogy or in a parable or the pony motor the D8 you know if you want to plow out some new ground you gotta have that you know we we would go through twenty uh... feet with our limit i mean that's a lot of overburden to get to gravel and we had to have we have three D8s sometimes to keep one going and Eventually, we'll get to the gold again. The analogy is these gifts are causing us to come into mining the gold. And the gold says that that the word of God and wisdom is more precious than gold. And so we're mining in the word of God. And I don't know why I get down here and I te- I teach, you know. Oh, and then my Bible starts teaching. Shut up. Stop. That's if I'm not preaching very good. Then I just push a button. and I think I'm preaching okay. So Vic, I <laughs> was thinking about you. Now there's a, a, a long a long time ago <laughs> I prophesied over you, right? And um, I, I gave a similar word to someone at the conference, uh, Bessie. If you know Bessie, she's about this tall. Powerful apostle from Minto, and I, and I gave her the similar word about Zacchaeus. I said, "Forgive the, you know, Zacchaeus, short person." <laughs> there seems to be a few short people <laughs> around. Anyway, um, with hair, and then <laughs> no, with without hair, but uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Vic, the Bible says if you've been faithful with the unrighteous mammon, do you know what that is? Filthy lucre? <laughs> I'm, I'm king-jaming you. King-shaming you. Um, if you're faithful with the unrighteous mammon, if you're faithful with your money, the Bible says that He will commit to you the true riches of His kingdom, unfolding mysteries and the, that gift, that pastoral gift, is uh, it's actually it's called poyman. Our friend Daniel Meyer he 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 taught on that he he brought a real revelation of righteousness by faith and and then he'd talk about the pastoral gift. If you're you're poiming, you're poiming, you're poiming. Say that three times. You're poiming. In, in other words, it takes it, it it takes that from the gift separating from you, and you're all of a sudden it's not you, it's poiming. That... Uh, people are being fed and uh, being nurtured and cared for. And you're gathering. You're poeming. I don't know if I make any sense. It made a lot of sense to me. I, n- I never did poimen much. <laughs> one, one, one time I scored high in a, in a spiritual gifts test. I scored high pastorally. And I looked at it, I went. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I figured out why. Because I hung out and grew up in the Lord with Tom Flint. And in, in, in cow messages, you know. Um, and in the prayer, I mean, the legacy of prayer, you know, Thomas, he tries to d- build something and still in good relationship with him. And, and it, wherever he goes, it turns into a prayer meeting, you know. And that's what we do. So we have Northgate House of Prayer that the Gospel Outreach Church has become. House of Prayer. And uh, so he equipped me. Me not being very pastoral. And then the, the other part of it is this administration's thing. You know, Thank God I have a wife. And, and she's actually more pastoral, and she's a teacher and, and administrative.